Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, babe. Happy Mary. I was going to ask, are you feeling very merry today? I am because I spent the majority of the weekend putting up uh, Christmas decorations. Yeah, I know. Our house looks fabulous. It's got so many lights. And you've been doing all the work on the inside. Yes, yes. Just tidying up the tree, getting all the candles in the windows, figuring out where little Christmas tchotchkes go and what things that we need. I think we need some garland. We need a lot of garland. Perhaps yeah. I'm being picky. I want the garland that lights up and maybe looks nice, you know. And maybe we could get some mistletoe, you know what I'm saying? Oh boy, hubba baby. Hubba. Oh boy. <laughs> so we were going to talk a little bit about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now that we are all in the mood and this has been a big event this year. And yeah, every year, really. It is. It is. Now, let me say this part. Um, first of all, if you listen to our, the last episode, I uh, kind of went rogue and started talking about Very Merry Christmas Party <laughs> last year. And Abby gave me a look and oh, a yeah. talking to afterwards. Um, it's true. It happened. <laughs> you know why? Because when he goes rogue and I'm not prepared, I, I can't. Like, I just... <laughs> I might be a bit of a type A personality when it comes to research and understanding, and I do not enjoy surprises. <laughs> she was like, if you do that ever again, no. I... and she's like, and plus also talk into the mic when you're looking at your computer screen. Okay. I did say that. Yes. I did say that. That was the one I actually did say. And all those things, um, before I let you get into that, the one thing is the other part of this is the other part of the episode is that we are going to be talking about Wish. Uh, it's That's be right. At the la- the latter part of the episode, mm-hmm. feel free to listen to this first part. We're not going to be, you know, wish will be later. If you're trying to avoid it, you want to get out there and hear about it first. That'll be the later part. Anyway, here we go. With our get back into the very very spirit. All right, guys. So here's the deal: if you don't have your very merry Christmas party, your Mickey's very merry. Christmas party tickets yet the only day left as of this afternoon was December 14th that would be the day that is that will live in available nope that's different day (laughs) for purchase so let's get into what all of this happened what all does the party give you um and what should you be expecting Mm -hmm. so i mean it's uh i think the setup is kind of similar to the halloween party as for the park closes at six you get your early entry at four you can expect all the other guests to exit around six and then the party activities will begin and as you see those people leaving you are free to look down at them um through over your nose Mm -hmm. and you could scoff at them and make fun of them as they leave 
This party is known for its specialty sips and treats and holiday merch. These are the things that you really can't get outside of the party until later in the season. Now I have heard different reports that some of the merch is still staying in the stores during regular hours. I think they're just maximizing the whole thrill of the holiday, if you right? say. Because like you don't want to buy holiday merch, you know, in January necessarily. Right. Not as many Especially people are gonna want to. 2023 labeled mm. holiday merch for right. sure. Right, I get it. So one of the coolest things on Main Street is that snow falls randomly. There's no like set time for when it's going to start snowing on Main Street. They just kind of bring it out um, here and there. And it's a magical moment. And I think we were calling it Snope because yep. it's not quite snow, but it is a little bit of soap so snope <laughs> thanks megan <laughs> and um it's it's beautiful i mean you can't with all the holiday decorations the smells of course being pumped in from the confectionery um you can't get more christmasy than this feeling and then the I random mean, snow coming I mean, about unless it was actually cold well i'd no, like it to be cold i mean disney okay. come on let's pay for uh, outdoor uh, air conditioning systems that just make you feel a little bit colder mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that's always that's my one complaint i know i'm good i'm good with the no, good weather. I, but don't that serve being me hot said, cocoa when it's 80 degrees i'm sorry the weather in december really does vary it can be quite toasty and humid mm-hmm. or it could be randomly 30 degrees 40 degrees so you gotta kind of make sure that you got your sweatshirt just in case i'd be wearing shorts and t-shirt thank you very much so one of the first things you might see, I know I'm just ignoring, is um, Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration. So this is the stage show um, right in, actually, where is Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration? I don't know that it is in front of Cinderella Castle because that's something else. Mm-hmm. Can you look up where that happens for while I'm telling about it? I'm so sorry that I don't know. But um, this is a stage show and Mickey is throwing a Christmas party at his house and inviting all his pal- pals who get to sing Christmas carols together. The show starts at 740, 925, 1035 and 11:55 p.m. What do we got over there, babe? I'm still looking. It oh, is at... Uh, no, wait. Uh, so what's cool uh, about this Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration is that you're going to get a lot of those classic characters in there, like Mickey and Minnie, of course, Goofy, Daisy, and Donald. These are your classic loves that we all enjoy seeing time and time again. And um, we've got other shows throughout that are from Minnie's perspective or from um, Anna and Elsa's perspective. It, it is at the Cinderella's Castle. Okay, yeah. so it's right in front of Cinderella's Castle on the stage. The only reason I was confused about that is because there are because other things that are also are. happening on the stage. Yeah. So I didn't know if they conflicted. But basically, I think they're saying you could set up a lawn chair and just watch shows all night there on the stage. Go. So again, Mickey's Most Merry Celebration, 740, 925, 1035, and 1155. 
Now, Frozen Holiday Surprise, which is new this year, is a really cool, dazzling new experience that will illuminate the castle like never before. So this is the thing you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This features Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff, and the Snowgees. Is it Snowgees or Snowgees? Those are the little itty bitty snowmen that are so cute, but like kind of like troublesome. Snowgees or snowgees? 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 I don't know. Now, what's cool about the Frozen Holiday Surprise is not only is it featured during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, you can also catch it during just a regular day. This show is brand new as of November 7th. So if you're going to a regular park day, it shows at 6.15 p.m., whereas if you're going to the... um, Christmas party it's going to be at 8 to 15 p.m. Because let's remember it's dark you know it's dark out uh, at 6 15 yeah. so it's not like you're going in the midsummer and it's light out and hot it's that's true just uh dark and hot it's it's dark and hot. <laughs> oh my goodness you're really hating on the hot today <laughs> you know I get it. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade is the most magical parade that you will see in all of Disney. This is a 25-minute parade celebrating the season as many of our Disney friends joining the procession featuring Jolly St. Nick on a sleigh um, will come through too. So again, these are all of our favorite pals and they're dressed in their Christmas best. They're, you're going to also see dancing gingerbread men and marching toy soldiers. The parade starts over at Frontierland area and follow, it follows the waterway until it reaches Liberty Square and it's going to cross the Liberty Square Bridge and circles Central Plaza in front of Cinderella's Castle while heading then down Main Street, USA. It's going to circle around Town Square in front of the Walt Disney World Railroad Station and end next to the Harmony Barber Shop. So it shows at 8.30 p.m., and 11 p.m. So this is so interesting. I'm just looking at this lineup um, because you've got the Frozen. So first you start Mm. off with Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration at, what, 740, then Frozen Holiday Surprise at 815, and then Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade at 830. (laughs) So you're really just like running right into each other with everything. on every front. But just a little tip, the second parade is usually less crowded, so you're more likely to kind of get a front row look at that no i mean it's limited tickets for all of these things like so you're gonna get good standing room and everything anyways but it might just not be exactly what you want but it's gonna be good because there's not gonna be tons and tons of these tickets available or they weren't available so Another note, too, is if you happen to be going just during kind of Christmas week from December 23rd to December 31st, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade is typically shown to day guests as well as many of these other performances. So although I think that's really cool that they didn't shift it because um, these parties end on December 22nd and then they shift it to the day um, to celebrate without all park guests however it is a supremely busy time of year so it might you know that's why they advertise having these parties at night Mm. so it's limited guests but you know if you're there during christmas week you can enjoy all this wonderful stuff 
Now we move on. We've got the Mickey's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. I'm sorry, I said Mickey's. Oh, how terrible. I meant Minnie's. The Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. This fabulous the patriarchy event wins again. Is hosted by Minnie Mouse. Get it, girl. You got this. <laughs> With songs such as Joy to the World and Deck the Halls. Um, the fireworks take off at 10 p.m. Now, this is the only fireworks showing. There is not a later fireworks showing in the evening. And you don't want it because uh, Santa does not do well late night. So. Nope, nope. Now, the Reindeer Wranglers at Country Bear Jamboree is kind of a, you know, this is a year after year one that people seem to love. It's a nice, fun holiday hoedown. It featured guitarist, fiddle player, and singing. And last year, I thought it was so cute because the fiddler had a bow that like lit up red and green um so the whole bow was covered in a light strip somehow and so it just kind of flashed red and green it kind of looked like a lightsaber i appreciated that it was cool so the band brings good old fashion country christmas to the magic kingdom this is outdoors over at frontierland the bears wendell liver lips oh. and big al are out in their winter attire and ready to celebrate so you'll see them dancing around now this is kind of they play in the areas over there that um the cadaver dance were playing during the halloween party mm-hmm. you're going to be able to see them around 7 15 805 9 30 10 30 and 11 40 p.m oh boy remember all those times mm-hmm. you want to get to see the bears They are not creepy at all. Another thing I really like that they do is they have some dance party locations. They are indoors, which is kind of different, but cool. Um, Disney Junior Jingle Jam is over at Cosmic's Rays in Tomorrowland. I would love for you to say that 10 times fast. Disney Junior Jingle Jam. Junior Jingle Jam. Junior Jingle Jam. Anyways. Junior Jingle Jam. (laughs) This gives young party goers a chance to get their dance groove on with Fancy Nancy, my fave, Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and the Lion Guard. And it's from 7 p.m. until midnight. Now, our daughter went to a dance party today and fell asleep promptly in the car on the way home. And it was only for two hours. (laughs) So I imagine if you danced from 7 p.m. until midnight, that would be crazy. Um, there was the, uh, I've read the book, uh, when fancy Nancy stays up too late mm-hmm. and then she's tired the next morning, man, it is crazy. So fancy Nancy staying up till midnight. Yeah. I do not want to be around her the next day. Nope. She wouldn't be super fancy. Uh, I don't think club tinsel in Tomorrowland. Rocket Tower Plaza stage in Tomorrowland, um, features the elves and the Coca-Cola polar bears Mm. um again i believe it says that it's over at the tomorrowland stage plaza but anyways join Mm. judy hops nick wilde and chip and dale while bopping along to some fun musical hits again 7 p.m to midnight so these are like cool things that you could probably pop in and pop out at any time and really enjoy yourself i would do it you know i get it because it's strange the um the tomorrowland 
stage, right? The Club Dental Tomorrowland. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought that's like where we ran into Stitch. Stitch. That's why I didn't say the next part because it did advertise that it was another indoor um, dance party, but I really don't think it is because the stage is outside. So it's interesting. Um, The Collective Five. Mm. <laughs> with the number five and the knife oh <laughs> is a boy band this is new this year too so uh, a five person boy band that rocks the rocket tower plaza stage in tomorrowland so the same kind of area um with holiday hits so they'll they're the ones that are going to be over there with the elves and the coca-cola polar bears and they're going to be singing on and off from 7 p.m until midnight you know, I was actually the sixth member of the Collective Five. But they couldn't figure out how to make it very fabulous for marketing. Six. They, they couldn't figure out how to put the where to put the six and six, so they just cut it. They just <laughs> they cut just me. They just cut you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What is Ageism. that story? Ageism. <laughs> so a heads up that Genie Plus is not available during this party, and DAS is also so the Disability Services Pass is also not available. Due to the low wait times during this limited capacity event, the wait tends to be just like super duper low Mm. and they don't feel like there's a necessity for a DAS. Now, a lot of um, guests go to this party to experience these things that we just talked about, not necessarily to go on the rides. Um, I mean, and then some do do both and some prefer the rides, but really you're going for this magic of the events to really get into the holiday season, to enjoy mm-hmm. all the beautiful glitz and glam that Magic Kingdom has. Glitz and glam. I thought that I was know. over in Jollywood. Sorry, my bad. But I do feel like it's a different kind of glammy glitz, perhaps more nostalgic. Are you just saying that because uh, the Dapper Dapper Dan's were over Dapper Day was over in uh, Disneyland? I yesterday? was. I was looking at those pictures and yeah. beautiful, oh, so nice. Mm-hmm. Now the ho- complimentary holiday treat locations. I know that Rob went over this a little bit last week, right? A little bit or entirely. Either way. So yep. you know, if you like to Again. listen to my voice more, we'll just talk about it. Went rogue here. <laughs> I just want to mention it one more time yes. in this episode. We've got the Tortuga Tavern in Adventureland, and they will be giving out buttercream frosted gingerbread cookies and eggnog. You have the Columbia Harbor House in Liberty Square, where the classic chocolate chip cookie and hot cocoa is. Pinocchio Village House in Fantasyland, which gives the red velvet cake cookie and hot cocoa. The Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland, where you can get your snickerdoodle cookie and hot cocoa. Or the Launching Pad in Tomorrowland, where you get your buttercream frosted green green sprinkle sugar cookie and apple cider. Now again, all these things are complimentary holiday treats that you get with your admission. Love that. Now sign me up for the hot cocoa in Florida weather. <laughs> I think I'd go for would I do the red velvet cake cookie maybe? And I can't oh, even bring it inside to yeah. go see the um the whatchamacallit? The, the the club tinsel. I can't even go inside with it. Well I'm I go to sorry. There's two places right in Tomorrowland where I can get some of those treats and I can't even go inside. <laughs> but I can watch 
but I could give death stares to the remaining members of the Collective Five. Yeah. How dare you perform you without could, me? But then they'll probably see you and they'll be like, six, six, come here. I was like that guy that just, he didn't actually sing. He would just kind of like, I would just do like Wiggle. spoken word type things. Like I didn't... <laughs> yeah, baby. This is the merriest treat of all. My love for you. <laughs> Can go on. Oh, man. I'm getting such flashbacks to boy bands. <laughs> So good. Such a good time in life. I can't even. So if you were looking for a table service option during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, um, the only available table service dining would be Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. So you absolutely have to make reservations for those if that's your plan. We would suggest that you put your reservations right at 6 p.m. so that you're not missing anything or that you can catch the second round of everything. Yeah, they do, but they do generally play, I mean, besides uh, the Frozen at 8.15, I think everything's multiple times, right? More or less? Yep, more or less. I mean, the... um, Yes, the I'm yeah. trying to look through everything, but it's it's tough because you know you don't want the, the parade is only at eight thirty and eleven. So like, what if you were having dinner at like seven thirty, seven forty five? You want to make sure. I mean, I mean even so, that's up, still good. But you know, pull those kids out of the dance party and bring them over to the eleven o'clock parade. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm. get it. I mean, there's only so many uh, snickerdoodles and uh, hot cocos you can have. Totally, but he needs food. Speaking of treats, we love firework dessert parties, and they actually have two firework dessert party options, and those would be Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party at Tomorrowland Terrace, and Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party with uh, the Plaza Garden viewing. So those both are pretty fantastic. And I, I highly recommend these. I know that you're you're definitely paying a handsome fee for them, but um, they're worth it. Have a seat, enjoy your time, get some treats while you're viewing the fireworks, especially because it's just this one showing of fireworks. I just, I think it's worth it. I know a lot of people will argue with me about that, but I think it's worth it. I like having the security of a seat. That's interesting. I wonder just because how different it feels being that it's not at the close of the park, you know, because it's not the fireworks are earlier. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, so also I could see the argument is if you're going to do um, a fireworks show, they ask you to be there pretty early on to check in mm. and then sit down so you're kind of why well, put air quotes wasting time sitting at this one location for probably about an hour or so mm. um before 10 p.m so you're missing valuable time that you could potentially be mm. seeing other things yeah and then you're gonna be there for the fireworks showing which is probably gonna be about what 20 minutes or so yeah. And then afterwards, then you disperse and, and go about your ways. But yeah, I could I could see the argument there. Yeah, to see that, how that all would uh, plan out. I wonder if we could, well, try to see if we could get any reports from somebody. Uh, if we know anyone that, that 
has done the uh, dessert parties during yeah. Merry, Very Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yeah. Please come reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts, how that worked out for you. We actually have a couple of travel specialists, um, not this coming week, but next week that will be heading up all the parties, Jollywood and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Oh. And they will report back to us about all the wondrous things happening there. Well, you may get a sponsored um, dessert party from uh, <laughs> Disney Hour Express just uh, for research. <laughs> just for research we'll to write see it if it's just as fabulous. And I wonder if the treats that they're serving are those um, freebie treats that you get everywhere mm. else or if they keep them to the classic treats where it's uh, like so, cheeses know, and crackers and I want some as other much things. hot cocoa as I can get. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have Give me the hot maybe like cider. once have I seen you have hot cocoa? I really don't know. Well, because Are you, you know, a hot cocoa fan? I don't I'm usually at work so when the kids go out in the snow to get hot cocoa and then they get hot cocoa when they come in. That's true. I miss out on you those things. You miss out on all that stuff. My work mm. just still requires me to go in. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. I hear ya. Nope. Well, so we're getting about ready to dive into our Disney Wish review. That's the movie Wish, not the cruise ship. Hey everyone, Rob here. Uh, we're going to start talking about the movie Wish. We go into some spoilers, so just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, if you plan on seeing the movie, you haven't seen it yet, uh, skip ahead to about 46 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, we have some special guests come on that give the kind of, a little bit of their opinion. Um, it's not exactly what I would call coherent, um, so you're not really going to get much spoilers in there, um, but it's kind of fun to listen to. Some would say I'm not coherent either, so uh, there we go. But uh, yeah, 4630, you're good to go. If you did watch the movie, uh, I hope you enjoyed our review. Here you go. We have a lot to say. Sorry, our dogs uh, wished we opened the door to let them in. <laughs> and our cat oh, made it in cat. here. What? It was just one dog. Oh, <laughs> she snuck in here. I, wait, did our dog wish to turn into a cat and it <laughs> happened? <laughs> Okay. Now I have a cat in my lap. <laughs> what a disastrous moment. That's okay. Hi, Kitty. All right. Yeah. So, so. Disney, so Disney's Wish. Now this was a big um, release, right? Mm -hmm. This was kind of been worked on for quite a long time. This was like the the Disney 100 like celebration of animation. Like this yes. is so they this is representing the anniversary of it all. That's right. Disney Wish. So it's been in the works for about five years now. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it kind of started. So it was the directing team is the same team that did Frozen and Frozen 2. Okay. So you know that they had some good success there. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Disney kind of put them in control. And that was uh, Chris Buck and... Oh, no, I'm sorry, because it was the writers, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. Okay. They were the writers of Frozen, writers of mm -hmm. Frozen 2. Um, Chris Buck was a director on this wish. Mm -hmm. Also, somebody uh, by the name of Fawn, and I'm going to get this wrong, Vera Sunthorn. Oh, well, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, so that, that rolls right off. But um, definitely a lot of anticipation. The first... Uh, 
trailer came out and it kind of it, it there was a buzz that went around uh, all of the animation world, the Disney world, uh, just because of the style of the animation. Yes. And how it was done. So that's uh, something we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, what was the movie Wish? What, what was the movie Wish all about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Well, like Rob said, this was the company's 100-year like tribute project. They wanted to really recognize and give little gems of, of uh, traditional Disney throughout the whole movie. So basically, the kingdom of Rosas, or Rosas? Rosas. Rosas. <laughs> Which was founded by a young man who believed there was nothing more important than a wish. Because a wish drives your heart and makes you who you are. After realizing how devastating it is to have your wishes crushed, he founded an island kingdom. So that's what Rosas is. It's an island. And um, it's in the Mediterranean where everyone was welcome. And he, this young man, called himself Magnifico. So, in Rosas, at the age of 18, every citizen would give Magnifico their wish for safekeeping, whereupon they would proceed to forget what their wish ever was. So then, every month, Magnifico would grant one person's wish. So, here comes... Our heroine, Asha. So Asha is a 17-year-old. And in this movie, she discovers Magnifico's more sinister side when she asks him to grant her 100-year-old grandfather's wish, which was to create something to inspire the next generation. Magnifico deems this wish too dangerous, as many of the wishes that he actually holds he has deemed as too dangerous when they're really just kind of general wishes about future because they could bring threat to the village or really to himself, Magnifico. So that's kind of the rundown. Have I forgotten anything? Nope. I mean, aside from the very important star in the movie. Which you see in the trailer. Right? Which is a star, right? Yes. Yes. No, there is a star in there. And that's... Yeah, no, and that's pretty much that's that's a good uh, synopsis. Now we have a um, the cast, right? Was, mm -hmm. So we have Asha, right? Mm -hmm. Our our heroine was played by Ariana DeBois, uh -huh. um, who was an Academy Award winner for uh, she was in uh, West Side Story. She played Anita, oh. she won a Best Supporting Actress um, Oscar. That. She's got a killer voice. Man. Yeah, yeah, she really does. She did a great job. And then we had uh, Chris Pine. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, everyone knows and love from various uh, things like your wasn't he isn't in that the uh, shopping? Well, no, you like a Chris Pine rom com? Do I? I'm trying to think of the one, is oh. the one with um, isn't it with Reese Witherspoon? Oh. Isn't she like or no? Oh. Mm. I can't remember. But anyway, um, so yeah, Chris Pine, you know from. Movies and motion pictures and Star Trek. You know, he played, he's the new uh, James T. Kirk and 
all that good stuff. So yeah, he does a good job. He had a really good voice too. I didn't realize, you know. He does. Yeah, yeah that's he was pretty a, good. I didn't realize he was a singer. He's from uh, Enchanted and Unenchanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Or yeah. no? Or am I confusing no, with Jerry No, he was Marson? in Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Um, right. What else was he in? I feel like, I mean, I'm looking at his stuff. He was in a couple other Disney movies like Wrinkle in Time. I look at his stuff really too have. much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so and then we had um, now there's kind of the uh, I would say the scene stealer of the movie right was uh, our good friend uh, Valentino with a, a, mm-hmm. a goat a pet goat that <laughs> yes. then becomes a talking goat voiced by Alan Tudyk who is a, uh, a you know a well known kind of character actor he's been in a bunch of stuff bunch of genre mm-hmm. stuff Fireflies. Uh, he had a show on sci-fi that I can't think of the name of, but he's been around forever. Voices a robot in the Star Wars uh, uh, movie, in one of the Star Wars movies. Um, then there was just a bunch of other, like a lot of good casting. Um, Victor Garber plays the grandfather. Um, you know, in in his role, there's there, there's just there's a ton of talented uh, cast members. What did you think of? the cast would you like yeah I thought it was like spot on you know I usually like to see things a couple of times you know things usually have to grow on me movies but um in this one I I do feel like I I did love that what was it it was a goat um Mm. because it gave it this movie had some really serious elements depending on how you want to take it and the goat gave kind of that freedom and um not just freedom, but like the ability for us to laugh at something, to break the seriousness of the movie. So like he, you know, talks about how his butt opened a door or something. And it was like, it was funny and cute. And I think if a regular character had said that, we'd all be like, oh, that's weird. Um, So yeah, I I loved, I loved that. I really did love Asha. Um, She was so strong and I mean I can get into this more um, but I felt like she's a warrior they really depicted Mm. her as a warrior and a leader Mm. and she was so feminine too and the last female warrior I think we saw was um, um, I'm drawing a blank on uh, Mulan right she was depicted as a warrior as well. Now yeah. we have uh, we have Moana, who is a leader, and mm. we've seen other um, the dragon movie. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting what the, all the names are. So we've seen other oh, kinds uh, of yeah. But Raya was not feminine, right? She was. She mm. had some feminine aspects, but she mm. wasn't like this uh, kind of feminine goddess kind of creation. So uh, what about? Um... Uh, what's her name from Brave? Merida. Merida. Again, I felt like Merida was depicted as a tomboy. Okay. So it is, it was a very different kind of, um, it was showing mm. that you can be feminine and still be a fierce leader and yeah. warrior and stand and, up and for I what you believe a, in. That, that was also part of it was that they emphasized even from the beginning is that she cares too much, right? Mm-hmm. She, she yes. cared. She cared about everyone. That is her and, problem. Mm-hmm. She cared about everyone that lived there, everyone that was coming in. And that was ultimately what caused the conflict between the, um, what 
would turn to be the you know uh antagonist of the movie magnifico yes so yes she she really believed and wanted her town to have something more right she didn't want them to lose their wishes um because wishes are what drives you to succeed to become Mm -hmm. a better person to keep going if we all lost what we want Mm -hmm. or the thoughts of what we want we would be pretty stagnant and they actually bring that up in the movie too that um that one of the one of their friends became really boring after he gave their his wish to magnifico he became boring boring and sleepy and sleepy yes so um anyways yeah what do you think of the um the what the songs obviously this being a, a you know Disney so musical. i loved them mm-hmm. now there was one that i was like so super surprised that lin-manuel wasn't a part of the writing mm-hmm. of this music but um i could also I, I could tell how they were trying to go for it with in a lin-manuel style but um they did it in their own way and I thought it was very good. It was beautifully done. I loved it. We listened to the soundtrack multiple, multiple times today. Um, yeah. Yeah. We listened to it on the way home from the movie. Right? Yeah, really. we did. We liked yeah. it a lot. No, it was good. They, you know, they had a couple very good songs, catchy songs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that they were well placed. They were well done. Um, they definitely showed the talents of the uh, people singing. So it was, you know, it was good. And yeah, so there good. there were parts in it too where you could see like hidden Mickeys were mm-hmm. being drawn or just in certain um, aspects of the scene. And then I'd love for you to explain how the different characters were throughout the movie, like classic characters, because I thought that was cool. I didn't notice all the classic characters. Maybe I noticed like Peter Pan being in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you noticed more. So this is, uh, and obviously going forward, this is like going to be a little bit spoiler, not, you know, not necessarily spoiler of the movie plot itself, but of some of these hidden things that maybe you wouldn't have seen. So if you haven't seen Wish and you want to see it, um, maybe uh, we can go ahead a certain amount of time. Maybe I could put an insert in to let you know exactly when you could jump to. But the... Um, yeah, so the the big thing was like uh, Asha, she had friends, and she just so happened to have seven friends, right? And mm-hmm. those seven friends, they kind of had distinct characteristics. Yeah. And guess what? Those seven friends' characteristics were. Hi ho. <laughs> exactly. It's up to work we go. We're talking the mind train people. Yep, they were all kind of they they all kind of had characteristics of each of the seven dwarves. So that mm-hmm. was that was something that. I, like I kind of saw, but didn't really. Yeah. I put the later on as I was reading. Um, we were putting that on. There was a. Um, uh, there was a bear by the mm-hmm. name of John. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a reference to Little John. Mm-hmm. Right. He kept showing up uh, throughout the movie. There was so yeah. There, there were some hidden Mickeys, right? There was yeah. a hidden Mickey during the fireworks at the end. Yeah. And then there was a there was a hidden Mickey that was being written by a like kind of magical quill. Yes. Yeah. A magic inspired quill. But also the wishes went into a hidden Mickey um, some of the time too. Okay. 
Right. Um, it was beautiful. Now our little friend, the star, was really cute. I saw today um, somebody posted a picture over at uh, Magic Kingdom with a star cookie. They've already put out some some of those, and it was cute as can be. Okay. There was also a our cat's eating our lights. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> then you know, just shows you much like the somewhat mischievous uh, talking animals in the movie Wish. Our cat was doing something naughty. Um, there were also there were a bunch. I mean, there were so many different things. One of the things that point that stuck out to me was that they kind of gave this uh, setting. They said that it was an island in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. which just kind of. You know, Disney has, obviously they're making, you know, it's all make-believe and Mm -hmm. fantasy. So they kind of give it these, like, lands that you never heard of. But obviously, it's like, it's in the Mediterranean, you know? So it was just something that, it also put it in a unique, distinct setting. So that, again, it wasn't all just um, people of a certain skin color, right? Mm -hmm. It was, uh, again, giving something a little bit different for all of that. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the... I mean, so this movie, obviously, is very uh, Easter egg heavy, right? So they just yes. basically put references to all types of... Um, all different movie references throughout of it. So it's definitely something to pay attention to as you're watching the movie. Um, but it was easy to get lost in this movie as well. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we it was because of the music and because of just your you're really connected to Asha. Um, you're going to follow along and love it. So, well, it's easy. It's easy to follow along. Yeah. And that's exactly what we want as a viewer is to not have something super complicated. We've got to follow. Um, so, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, now it did not get good reviews. It did not. No, I I saw one really harsh review, mm. and it said, "This movie is a lifeless, uninspiring mess of bland brand management." Mm. Whoa. Yeah, it, it was a lot, and that's just generally. Uh, look, I always say about um, critics, right? You know, movie critics—they're mm-hmm. paid to be critical, so that's what they do. So they they look at these movies. Yeah, they're saying basically that it was it was like unoriginal. It like it was too much of just an amalgamation or amalgamation of um, all the past movies, right, into one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes that's like sometimes that's okay, you know. It, it was, but I really didn't feel that way. Can you highlight me on what they thought was from well, past movies? You know, that's it's just like the you know, uh, it's just the general. Like they're basically saying it's just like all the movies come before it that were like put into one. Like they were just kind mm-hmm. of trying to. It was like they were trying to play too much to the audience as opposed to just making a good movie. They well, were trying to critics. Appease. Wasn't that the point? Well, for see, being like a culmination of a hundred years of that, Disney that's, animation. Well, that's exactly it, and I, that's like the same thing. I mean, not to go back to my Star Wars dumb but it's like a force the force awakens like everyone like 
I love that movie. Everyone's like, well, it was the same thing as A New Hope. It was basically A New Hope, just again, like they knew everyone was going to like it. Like, okay, well, you know what? We, like as a Star like, Wars fan, yeah. I do like yeah, it. Yeah, like I do like it, and I wanted to see that again. I wanted mm. to feel that feeling again, so I'm glad you showed it to me. Because mm. that was like the same thing. You know, it's uh, like an underdog hero or heroine right. kind of coming up, and then you know she gets a magic she gets some type of magic power or mm-hmm. a magic star in this case and overcomes whatever the obstacle is that's in front of her mm-hmm. um, because she kind of deserved that power yeah. and was willing to wield it. So, I mean, it was just, again, they're just, everyone's being super critical and that's what, especially you find online nowadays. So that's why, you know, IMDb scores were all over. I think it was in like the 40s. It was getting the 40s and the critics. But I think the audience was giving it like somewhere in the 70s or 80s. I don't pay too much attention to that. You know, my brother is always telling me uh, IMDb score or, um, well, IMDb scores, but Rotten Tomato scores and all that. So that's right. Because we actually told him too that we were going to go and he's like, oh, that didn't do well. And we're like, what? And then one of the big things was the, again, uh, as I uh, teased that before, the animation style of the movie. Now, uh, Disney obviously is kind of infamous for their hand-drawn kind of watercolor mm-hmm. uh, animation style. And it's you know unique, it's distinct, everyone knows it. And so they kind of veered off that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it takes some characteristics of that but it mixes it in with a cgi storybook Mm -hmm. type of animation style which has kind of become a little bit more popular like into the Mm spider-verse so those spider-verse movies because they're supposed to be a comic book they use that type of style of animation right so it was kind of like they I mean, you could go either way saying that they were using some classic elements while mixing into the new. And that's essentially what you would want, right? If it's been 100 years yeah. of Disney animation, you would kind of want them to go into like a new era or yeah. new thing and not just be the same old, same old. But again, you can't uh, appease everyone. So some people are going to be like, I hate this. And yeah, I, I mean, true. I didn't notice it, you know, first when the movie first opened, um, I didn't really... You know, I wasn't expecting a, a different animation style, but that's, you know, kind of what they did. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess I noticed it, but it, it, it was a notice that I didn't even think about it, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it looked all beautiful to me and was wonderful. And, you know, we get Asha mm-hmm. as another um, a non-princess mm-hmm. heroine. Yes in the books and you know that's there's varying uh success with that where it's worked yeah. in the past but sometimes it hasn't so you can't really get into that now i don't know if she will become part of okay, the disney princesses like we went I don't over know. you know she's already there i don't she's, know she's that they the parks, yeah, right? but yeah that they've honored her as a princess now you know her mannerisms really remind me of mirabelle's so okay. that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. they have a very similar attitudes well, there which unfortunately cool. the the movie itself did not do well it underperformed at the box office so it did not mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. meet projections um so uh, there's a good there's a chance it's just going to kind of go into the uh disney vault uh, uh, 
you know, come and go and. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking, why don't we ask our littlest critics what they thought of the movie? And here they are. And we are here with Bailey. And then who else is here? Swing it over. Heidi. Yeah, there we go. Good job. And uh, and I'm Rob. Oh, hey, I'm Abby. <laughs> now, um, we just saw the movie Wish yesterday. Yay. What did you think of the movie Wish? Um, Bailey, I, this is Bailey's interpretation. I liked it. I really liked the part where, um, like, where they, like, where she started singing. Oh, you like, like where Asha, where, uh, where Asha was singing? No, where, like, she was, oh. like, down, and then she started singing, and it's, like, it was oh. really cool, and I liked it a lot. Okay. All right, we we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now, it, do you think this goes to the top of your list of favorite movies, or do you have an, another favorite movie? Yeah, another favorite movie, definitely. Oh, what's your other favorite movie? My first favorite movie is Avatar: The Way of the Water. Okay, well, that's good to know. All right, we're gonna give the seat to Heidi now because we want to hear her opinion. <laughs> Oh, okay. We're going a long way around with the microphone. That's now Heidi. Um, yes. You also were in the theater with us when we saw the movie. Wish. Um, what yeah. did you think of it? Uh, I really liked it. It was amazing. It's super duper good. Oh, okay. Um, what do you remember? Do you have a favorite character in the movie? Yes. What was your favorite character? Asha's. No, yeah, Asha's friend. Which, the, the one that made the cookies. Oh, okay. I think, I think her name was Dahlia. I think her oh, name. yeah, Dahlia. I think so. I could be wrong. I may have gotten it wrong, but I think that was a... Um, what did you like about Dahlia? Uh, I noticed that she had a cane, and I think it was um, cool. And I also just liked how she acted. That's right. So uh, Dahlia showed some great loyalty, right? When everybody left Asha's side, Dahlia was the first to help her, right? Yeah. I think that shows a lot about friendship. Very, very cool. Uh-huh. Anything else you want to tell us about this movie? Um, <laughs> Did you have a favorite song? I really like all of them, but maybe one of my favorites is Knowing What I Know Now. Oh, okay. It's a good one, but I really like all of them together. All right. Now, you know, we forgot to ask Bailey. We'll ask her real quick. At Bailey, did you have a favorite song? Um, my favorite song was the song that, like, when she she was, like, she run onto the tree. Um, My favorite song, it was called Wish. This Wish. Um. And it was like really good. It's 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 like one of the goodest songs because it's like it's like the loyalty of the movie. And that's Very I really good. Like it. I like that. Well, girls, that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much for. Wait, your you opinions. forgot one question. Oh, oh. oh no! Well, I don't think we did. If <laughs> wait, you're, it's one of my favorite us. movies. <laughs>
okay. So was this one of your favorite movies or do you have a movie that trumps this one? Ooh, that we like better than it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have two movies. Uh, yeah. Um, but I definitely think the second my second favorite movie just went down to my third favorite oh, movie. Okay. Oh, but my first is definitely Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Yep. My second is Wish. Now my third is Elemental. Awesome. I love that lineup. And you could tune in for more of these rankings in the new podcast, um, Heidi and Bailey Rank Things, where they just <laughs> They just rank all types of things. Yeah, that, that would that would be fun. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Well, okay. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. I'm older. All right. Well, thanks so much, girls. We'll see you next time. Okay. It's right from the mouths Bye. of babes. Well, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> that was that was amazing. I'm There's, sure they've always got something to say. They do. Um, we obviously didn't edit that down due to time. Um, <laughs> they went on for much longer. It's kind of like me uh, trying to give you a review in a succinct uh, time, but they're they're probably they're more entertaining. So, um, real quickly, uh, okay. Can I just tell you something? So you moved the microphone <laughs> to talk into it, but then you moved it back. So you were not talking into it. Well, maybe it this was is, the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Maybe this is my style, right? <laughs> you you know. just like people to turn you up, right? Exactly. Got it. And then turn it down when you talk. Oh, No, what are you saying? I just use the microphone appropriately. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, a couple of things going around the Disney parks now that we get back to it. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's also before we go too far away from Wish, there is a uh, a po- There's a credit, a scene during the credits. Yes, there so is. It might be worth. I don't know if it's necessarily you know all going to alter your view or opinion on the movie, but it is mm-hmm. something that we. I read about it after. I was like, oh, I wish we kind of stayed around and saw that. Yeah. No, I agree. We mm. we didn't know. But anyway, um, going back to the parks, Epcot, they have. Uh, the locations for Olaf's holiday tradition expedition scavenger hunt are now available. Yes, they are. Right. So you could head on over to Epcot for that. It's kind of a self-guided scavenger hunt. Um, I forget where it says where you pick up everything, but it's usually right at the um, shop right there. Mm -hmm. Um, The big, not the Emporium, <laughs> but the other one, like yeah. right around the lands. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even say that where I read it. So there we go. How do you like that information? You can't get that in any podcast or people <laughs> coming in. Uh, let's see. There was something. And normally, you know, we don't really talk about this. There was a, uh, a, guest, a guest stripped. I know. And waded through the water of It's a Small World. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Well, do you know more about it? Because I know a little bit. Oh, sure. Go for it. Well, no. Okay. So the ride had been stopped for quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. and they were stuck on it. And I think that this rider maybe got a little frustrated or flustered, or maybe they were just drinking a little bit before the ride and decided, mm-hmm. hey, now that I'm stuck here and bored, I'm going to take off my clothes and wade through the water in my underwear. 
So that's kind of what I've got on that end, but it's still developing story because it didn't happen too long ago. You know, if he was, um, if he stripped and was going through the water, it maybe was a really small world down there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. only reason i brought up the story there we go um so just to go back oh. where can i buy olaf scavenger hunt it is at port of entry creation shop or world traveler okay, okay. there you go thank you thank you for that's what i was trying to think of was port of entry port of entry we like it um back to you rob oh gee thanks there was not too too much else in the Disney front. We're very Marion. We're Jollywooden. We're stripping. Whoa, wait a minute. Um, over in Universal again. That we're talking more scavenger hunts, right? Uh, Universal Orlando. We have the holiday tree hunt, and uh, if you get the holiday tree hunt, again, it's another scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. If you go around, you get that. It, this one has, they do, I noticed that Universal, when they do their scavenger hunts, they usually do charge for it. Yes. Right? You mm-hmm. have to, it's a price for the map. Yes. And um, it's $13. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And your prize for that is you get this Earl the Squirrel uh, ornament, Christmas, you know, holiday ornament. Which so is it's fun. Yeah, I no, it's that. something, you know, you got something to, to go for. So. It's like another thing to do over at Universal. Um, uh, kind of not about the parks, but just something that there's going to be there. Universal's going to be making another Bourne movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It Ooh. seems like they got the green light for that. Uh, no one knows what it's going to be about, but there you go. Since we're reviewing movies, we're going to review that Bourne movie when it comes mm. out. I don't know that I've seen any of the ones in between. Oh, well, between the first up. one and this one although i'm really it wasn't there one and <coughs> there were multiple yeah i've really been into the rocky movies this holiday i've gotten her um i love them that, <laughs> that was one thing she never saw it she was like yeah. i mean i feel like but i knew like those parts like yeah you know i the, knew the, the famous parts you, and, you know like the yo adrian yeah and, you know running through the streets i just love and, his personality i don't love it so much in rocky four it's like okay rocky three. I thought we were on Rocky Four. That's what we will be watching soon. We just watched Rocky Three with Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Uh, okay, so it was the boo. fabulous. But yeah, I loved his personality in Rocky One and Two because he's like genuine and like doesn't give a blank. Yeah, which was so interesting. I'm like, man, I'd love to be like that. Well, I guess it's different, right? When you're at that point, you have, yeah. noth- you have nothing to lose. Yeah, and- he had nothing to lose, and now he has a lot to lose. lose so it's so interesting. Anyways, the, the transformation of it all. Um, it's not the Abbey Opinion Hour. Sorry. Well, or is it? Uh, <laughs> is that what this that's, is? That's going to be on our second podcast of the week. We're starting <laughs> the, the Abbey Opinion Hour. <laughs> and the, the O. A-O. A-O. Work on that. We'll do a quick. Uh, I did see now it is interesting because. I asked Abby, today is a Sunday we're recording on. I did ask her if there was a Very Merry Christmas Party and Jollywood Nights going on. Oh, I didn't know that was the question you were asking me, to be honest. I thought you were asking me something else. So whatever I answered was probably the incorrect answer. Oh, okay. Well, we know there's a Very Merry Christmas Party going on. Mm -hmm. But we don't know if there's a Jollywood. So we'll go back into that. 
because we're going Rob's. Uh, you just burped right around the cues, and well, I could have removed that post in post, but now that you've said it, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> go along with my coughs from the past four weeks. Um, the what's the ride with the longest wait time in all of Disney? It's in Epcot. I'll help you this week. It must be living with land. Just kidding. It's probably Guardians of the Galaxy. It is not. What? Well, because Guardians of the Galaxy is still on, on a queue, uh, queue a virtual queue. So that queue, was so. a really silly thing yeah, for so me this, to guess. It was Frozen Ever After, 70 minutes. For the first time in forever. Uh, oh, see? Okay, got it. Um, The second was Peter Pan's Flight. What are we doing, people? Blech. Talk to me. Talk to me. And this was at 555. So this is people already coming in for, you know, it's not Sweet. officially the party, but they're coming in. Why are you spending time waiting 65 minutes to get into Peter Brand's flight? Doesn't make any sense. It probably broke down. That's probably why. It's so long. Yeah, it could be. All the time. Uh, Seven Doors Mine Train, 60 minutes. Toy Story Mania, 55 minutes. Now, this is where things started to get interesting for me. Navi River Journey was 55 minutes. Okay. But um, Avatar Flight of the Passage was only a 40-minute wait. So people were waiting longer in line for Navi River Journey than Flight of the Passage. It just seems usually it's the other way around. Uh, There's a lot of restrictions, though, on Flight of Passage. So I could could see it. Kind of everybody can ride. I don't know. The River Journey. You got to rethink that one. Slinky Dog Dash, 50 minutes. Jingle Cruise, 50 minutes. Still going strong. Uh, Test Track, 45. Uh, Hollywood Studios, that's why I was asking, because <laughs> it was a very kind of low wait time thing. Oh. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, 35 minutes. Oh. Um, Star Wars Rise of Resistance was only 30 minutes. Okay. Go on Star Wars. Rise of Resistance, it's like a 15-minute ride. It's worth it. Wait half hour for a 50 minute ride. As long as it doesn't break down. If it breaks down, it's even longer. It's like 21 minutes. Worth it. Uh, yeah, everything else was kind of... Living with the land was 20, 20 minutes because of the glimmering greenhouses, right? That we talked about yeah, all over. So uh, good. Yeah, you could hear about it on the, the Magical Express. The Magical Express. Magical Minute uh, Brothers Edition. Out now. So it looks like Jollywood Nights is actually on the 27th. Oh. So that's tomorrow. Gotcha. So there's a lot of dates that are hmm. not sold out yet for this event. Yeah, they're still struggling to find their footing there. Yes. I think this year is just going to kind of be, you know, they're going to go do their business and rebrand or... or... Uh, and they're bringing in rare character meet and greets uh, now just to help with the crowds. Hmm. I think that's neat. Meet Baby Yoda with a Santa hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, our baby Yoda uh, inflatable died this year. Which it really was only a year yeah, old, Yeah, it was. Thought, right? Rest in peace, so we had to get a new one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Smuggler's Run, 20 minutes. Um, Mickey's Flower Magic, always 15 minutes. Uh, Soar in California, 15 minutes as well. Um, Space Mountain, for some reason, was down. It wasn't running. Oh. Um, oh, if you name one of the like nine rides that was the, the lowest wait time in all of uh, Disney, Dumbo. 
You, if you named one of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aladdin? <laughs> what? If you named one of them. Uh, three Caballeros? <laughs> if you named one what of them. What is going on? <laughs> it was three Grand Fiesta Tour. It was 10 minutes. Dumbo, 10 minutes. Stop. Yeah, I don't know. You can name, there's a, there a whole ton of them. Five minutes. Uh, Spaceship Earth, Kelly River Rapids, because... It was closing up. Expedition Everest was only a five minute wait. What? It was an hour what? before Animal Kingdom closed. No. Everyone was in line at Navi River Journey waiting oh 55 minutes for some reason. You're kidding me. Yeah. So Star Tours, five minutes, Spaceship Earth, five minutes. Amazing. So that wraps it up um, for the queue times. Uh, we just finished. Uh, obviously, we had, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. We had a good Thanksgiving here. Yes, we did. We ate too much. We cooked too much. We, we had like the classic turkey debacle <gasps> where our turkey took like two hours longer than we thought it was going to take. So we ate le- late. But that's kind of like a classic <laughs> Thanksgiving tradition, right? Yes. Like in most households. So no big deal. But we had a great time. And I hope that you guys are having fun kicking off the holidays. Um, and we'll be here with you. This has been a Family Travel Planner Production.